What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we decide to go out uh, Saturday night after the convention, and we we meet some some fellow con people for 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 food and drink. Yes, and we end up at this Irish bar. Yeah, and you know there's no smoking signs everywhere. However, there's a heavy cloud throughout the establishment, uh, and and but it seems like really like Irish, like almost like they're playing some like rock music and stuff. And yeah, and there's a are. live band. Well, no, you, uh, okay. I want I want to throw this out there. So it's smoky, right? And in Hawaii, there it's illegal to be smoking in bars. And I heard somebody say, "Hey, it's smoky in here." And somebody respond, "No, it can't be smoky in here because smoking is illegal in <laughs> bars in Hawaii." Yeah, anyway. and as someone was like dumping out an ashtray <laughs> into, into a trash. Yeah, can. and and I want to. Oh man, Inagata Davida. I've been I've been just. On that train, all that they played the entire seventeen minutes of Anagata Davida. Ah, yeah, at this, you, at this you, Irish you bar, you have not stopped talking about that for Three, the last twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Travis. And this is Brandon. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. We're, we're a podcast. We are a podcast. We had to tell so many people that over and over again this weekend. That, that's that's right. And, and sometimes people don't actually know the entire title of our show. Uh, and <laughs> that Apathetic Podcast. It was, it was something that I, I found was kind of maybe not difficult, but maybe a learning point for us in the future when we both quit this show and start our <laughs> and own start shows. our own spin-off shows apathetic and enthusiastic that, that we should have something that is 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 easier to to spell out maybe because i feel like maybe people don't know how to well no i i'm i have faith in humanity and i have faith in Do people's you know? ability to spell you know? words apathetic enthusiasm i think chris claremont uh, said to us, well, said like, to you, you're Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's right. So you mentioned Chris Claremont. Uh, we have spent the last 72 hours, uh, pretty much totally ingrained in amazing Hawaii comic con. We have attended, uh, outside events at, uh, different, uh, 
bars bars <laughs> and I, and <laughs> i'm like i was gonna try and use a different term but yeah just just bars we've been in bars with people yeah yeah um and then yeah. actually at the convention uh talking to people meeting up with uh, fans as well as a ton of creators we've done a ton of interviews that you will soon be able to find on our youtube channel yep. or over at apatheticenthusiasm.com yep yep uh but yeah we just bunch of fun been stuff busy 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 yep uh, uh i i i moderated a panel co-moderated a panel with meredith placco uh for chris claremont and then I, and then again for chris claremont and scott lobdell uh chris claremont x-men scott lobdell wrote uh, for age of apocalypse yeah, it was, it was big. It was a big weekend for us. I, yeah. I, I recall I have fond memories of, of, of yesteryear, uh, <laughs> like literally last year when we were like, we got a press pass to a local convention. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, then, and then there's my boy, Brandon, up on the main stage <laughs> trying to make Brandon-style jokes. Uh, uh, it was, it was in so, front of hundreds of people. It was so weird, and I want to I throw this out there. Uh, you know, I... I we had, had, had told had talked to Emma Fife and we talked to, to Meredith before and we're like hey anything you need help with we'll we'll do that and we we'll get into this here in a second because we we're gonna get into the panel that you and I did right with, with Scott Lobdell and and Meredith and Emma as well uh, but so after that we went back downstairs and Chris Claremont's thing was and uh, we were going to we're just like maybe walk around the crowd and, and grab like with mics and just like right? get questions from the audience. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I go up to Meredith and I say, Hey Meredith, is there anything that we can help out with? And she's like, sure. You want to go up on stage and moderate with me? Uh. And there's that, that pause, the quick, like maybe it felt like a longer pause, but maybe it was just like a split second where I was like, uh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Claremont again. Who's who is he? Who, no. who is he? Uh, and Wikipedia. And uh, and that happened because you we were looking for Meredith and you you were I there went to for Claremont's me. table. Yeah, that's to right. To find her, you're like. Stay, and when I came back, here, wait for me. Uh, wait and see if you see her. And I said okay. And then as soon as you walked away, she came from the other direction, and. The rest and is by history. the time I came back, you're like, oh, I'm going on stage. Uh, get the camera <laughs> get- <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was actually our, our second panel that we were involved in yeah. on Saturday. The first panel that we were on uh, was the Comics Cinematic Revolution panel. Yes. Uh, where we had the opportunity to sit down with Meredith Placco, uh, geek.com. Yes. Uh, she's a writer mm-hmm. and, and a reviewer and things like that over there, uh, as well as uh, Scott Lobdell. Yep. who uh a writer writer uh of in, of in comic legend i think was was in the in the <laughs> i don't know he, he's a writer yeah, uh, yeah but but we all sat down for a little while and, and, and talked and of course emma fife yeah who, she who was she's kind of running the discussion she does a sailor moon podcast and is part of after buzz tv for a bunch of stuff so. exactly so uh so we got a chance to sit down and just talk about movies talk about comics uh took a few questions from the audience uh so what we are going to do now uh, in part because we are exhausted from a busy weekend, <laughs> and uh, but also for those of you that were unable to make it to Oahu uh, this weekend, what we are going to do is we we recorded that panel, and we are going to play it for you, amazing in its entirety, <laughs> right now. So uh, this episode will not be a typical episode, but uh, we will be in it occasionally yes, whenever I, I think so. Whenever some of the other voices uh, on that panel allow us to speak. Um, but yeah, I hope, hopefully you get a chance to, uh, hear something a little bit different and that you enjoy it. 
And then, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. If you like this, uh, hit us up on our social media stuff, uh, Facebook. and Just go to apatheticenthusiasm.com. Hit us up over there. Um, and stick around for the end when I'm sure we'll have a few more comments about the panel. <laughs> you got it. Who would have thought that in 2015 and 2016 we could turn on the television, open up Netflix, and go to a movie and see our favorite superheroes on screen? Good or bad? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll know, I don't know how many of you saw man, uh, Batman vs. Superman. Hey, some people loved it. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. All right. Good. That's one. That's yep. one of the rest of it. <laughs> Um, I hear mixed reviews about X-Men Apocalypse. I really want to love that movie. I really do. Uh, I, I live out in L.A., and I work in the entertainment reporting scene, and um, I unfortunately was out of town when the screener happened, and a lot of my buddies uh, who did see it there. It's interesting. The, the film critics who normally hate superhero f- hero films actually really enjoyed it, except for the CG effects, uh, and all my comic book film critics were like, this is terrible, and I'm like, well, it might actually be a good film, because if comic book fans uh, who are film critics don't like it, because then they're, they're doubly hating it. They don't like it because it's not true to the storyline, and then they don't like it because, well, film critics, they don't like anything. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the double-edged sword of, of comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, did you, what did you think of uh, uh, Fantastic Four, that, that wonderful piece of So art? I actually didn't see that. Um, <laughs> I, I did. Did, did, did you guys? The new one. The, the new one. Josh Tranks. Not yeah. with tanking. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, good. Good. Wise decision. Then we're on starting on a positive part. note. It yeah. seems. I saw it. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, who saw Deadpool? Yeah. Like. See? I did. I did. Yeah, I, I, uh, we, I, I was at Amazing Arizona Comic Con when that one came out, and we got to see it with Robert Liefeld, which was awesome as hell. Um, so the energy was already great in the room, but that movie was like, I was like, one, get, thank you for an R-rated superhero film, or yep. anti-hero, yep. but that was everything I wanted out of a Deadpool film, and I, I was just like, I was blown away. I was so stoked. It, they can't limit... Deadpool uh-uh. to like a PG-13. You can't you can't make that character a, a, an accurate portrayal on screen without at least an R rating. So yeah. I think I think they did a good job. I I think it was a refreshing uh, interpretation for like a comic book movie. I, I think a lot of people didn't expect it to go to that level. So then when they saw it, they were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. By it, but. So, uh, what were some of your guys's favorite like comic to screen adaptations that you've seen? Shout them out. Yeah, just shout them out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, okay. So good. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh, excellent Heck series. Yeah. Woo, Emma's here. Emma will be our Hello. moderator for today. How's Hello. Scott doing? Hello, Emma. <laughs> uh, I know I can't so uh, we'll see. He'll be here. Cool. We're just, we're just talking about movies and what we like and what we don't like. Sweet. If, if you, if awesome. you had to choose between Daredevil Netflix season one or two, which one would you go with? Oh, Ooh, just a hair. All right, interesting. Just a hair. You can barely see it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I would say that season two, I think I prefer season two just because John Bernthal as Punisher just, yeah. God, he kills it. That's, that's L- not a that's Literally, not, that he kills a, like everything. Yeah, I mean, he does. <laughs> Um, what, what did you guys What did you guys think of that? I, you know, season two blew blew me away. I mean, season one took took me in, and I'll and I'll be honest, I was not the biggest Daredevil reader. I've always uh, leaned towards X Men. I started reading X Men in '95, uh, okay. and um, 
that's kind of where I went with most of my comics, but I started, uh, I fell in love with Daredevil season one, but D season two really, really is what sold it for me because yeah. um, Bernthal really, it should have just been called like Daredevil slash Punisher. <laughs> uh, and, but then also that the episode w with, and I don't want to spoil anything, but the episode in jail. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. And if you guys are, have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. That episode. That was like, it, it made it. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, the direction in that scene is just, it, it's so tight. The, the, the space and, the, and the, the pacing of that, that scene is so, yeah. it's so tight. It's reminiscent of season one when, they're, when he's first fighting uh, when he, before he gets his red mm -hmm. suit. Uh, it's just it's just so great. Yeah, they did another hallway fight scene, like a, a more expanded one earlier in the season, uh, to you know capitalize on the popularity of that. Like, which which they do say it's a single cam t camera take. It, it isn't truly a single camera take. There are cuts, but it's still flawlessly done. Uh, but I will say the fight scene in the prison, I think, was for me one of the better fight scenes that season. Yeah, and, and with the prison, I think the development of Kingpin as a character yeah. in the series. Uh, he, I was I was hit or miss with him in season one, but the way that they he's just kind of come into his own and really embraced who he is and uh, the evil side of him a little bit more. Uh, I just the way he's he's well, basically taken over that place. Well, I, th I, I, I think love that. you know uh, uh, Kingpin. He I was waiting for him to ask for sugar water the entire time, <laughs> uh, and so so that kind of distracted me for a bit. But but no, he's he's awesome. So here's an interesting thing. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio actually came out on Twitter uh, today or last night and uh, teased everyone about how he would like to t face off against Spider-Man. And nice. we know Vincent D'Onofrio has the chops to be in film as he as he's come from, he comes from that world. So the idea that we could see uh, Vincent D'Onofrio or uh, D'Onofrio's kingpin yep. come into that world would be fantastic. Coming home, yeah, so to speak. I know. What do you guys think about the development of Sony and Marvel coming together to make Spider-Man happen? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many people saw Civil War already? Fox show, Every, yeah. Any, anybody not see it? Yet? Hey, look who it is! Hey. I'm late because I was seeing Civil War. So. Yeah. Oh, you're only five minutes late. It's not that bad. Actually, no, I haven't seen it yet. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, a spoiler. Well, yeah. They, they fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, you, I want to I uh, point out, uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Welcome again. Thank I'm, you. I'm Brandon. Pleasure. Hi, Brandon. Here we are. Uh, I'm Meredith Clark. Meredith. 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 There's a, a thought with uh, the Spider-Man and, and Marvel coming together, right? And it reminds me of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Bringing the bringing those two companies together to, to actually do a little bit of a corporate synergy, if you will. Um, so, mm. kind of mm. so wait, so Spider-Man and Roger Rabbit are teaming up? They're yeah, that's correct, Bugs yeah. You heard, yeah. Bugs Bunny and Daffy. You heard it here first. Wow, yeah. that's oh. a, yeah. a It's a really unexpected turn that they yeah. took there with the uh, whole Spider-Man uh, canon. <laughs> there you go, amazing Hawaii Comic Con exclusive right there. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, I think uh, now that we're here, we'll hand. I know. Now, now we got. Yeah. Now that we got the whole gang together, mm -hmm. we'll uh, get started here. Scott, how are you today? Good. Good. Excellent. It was fun. Uh, it's fun downstairs. I've never saw the print before ever. Oh, what? Right. Yeah. You were telling yeah. me that. Yeah. And then it, they were flying out the door, so it's kind of exciting. I've never, you know, because when you're a writer, an artist can make money at a convention mm -hmm. because they sign their stuff and they. Right give away their art or, you know, they yeah. do sketches. But as a writer, there's no way to monetize this. I'll go 
to convention, mm -hmm. and all that means is that I don't work for <laughs> five right, years. Yeah. Right, right. You know, traveling and get, so so it's kind of fun. So so how so what are, what are you are you who, what are you selling? I'm selling a print. Uh, I'm selling two prints. One print is uh, Blink and Red Hood together, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and the other is uh, Starfire and Rogue when we were when Rogue was in outer space. Oh. So because it kind of reflects the fact that I worked at Marvel for years and I worked at. Uh, DC for years. Who, so. who drew them? Nice. Uh, I kind of, I, um, Joe Madurer. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. And nice. Kenneth Rockford. Oh, nice. So that's awesome. Yeah, Yay, that's John so Boy. Cool. Yeah, Good. so it's kind of fun. So yeah. All right, awesome. Well, welcome everybody to no the. No pressure, by the way. Don't feel you have to. No, I'm just curious because I. Yeah. Like, he's right. You don't like, have to buy yeah. Scott's print, but, but if you, you want to consider it, it's, it's heavily implied. If you mm. want to be his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome everybody to the Comic Cinematic Revolution. Today we are going to be talking about comics and their film, television. Netflix, et cetera, adaptations in the recent years and sort of what the future of the comic to screen industry is looking like. Uh, my name is Emma Fife. I'm part of the programming staff here at Amazing Comic Con. I also work for a couple of media outlets in Los Angeles, uh, including AfterBuzz TV, where I was one of the hosts for the Jessica Jones After Show, uh, as well as Agent Carter. So basically, if there is a lady character as the title character, I'm on that show uh, in some capacity or another. I'm just I have curious how many people uh, have seen what after after AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV, raise your hand. We got excellent, awesome. And who's going to look it up now that they know that she <laughs> All right. is that I'm on a it. star, right? <laughs> exactly. See? You totally there should. You I do a bunch of shows. So I do Me Star Wars Rebels. Lots of good stuff. Uh, but I, uh, enough about me. I have a wonderful... Well, when you say after Buzz or after the show, do yeah. you get to like... I mean, have you ever... It's just like with Walking Dead, they bring in like... Oh yeah, well, I mean we br we bring in guests. They're usually guests that work on the show in like some Kristen capacity. Like Kristen Ritter, perhaps. We didn't have Kristen no. Ritter. We did have um, Will Travall, who, who played Will, Will Simpson. <laughs> yeah. He played who? Who played Will Simpson? Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, oh. well. Who saw Jessica uh, Simpson? <laughs> Not just I, I, own a, I own a jacket by her clothing line. God, her and Nicholas Shay. Okay. <laughs> How about Nicholas uh, Jessica uh, Rabbit? Anyone? Okay. She's also going to be in that, that crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, in the Spider-Man crossover. Uh, yeah, so I have a, a great panel of uh, humans with me today. At least I think they're mostly human. Uh, from the Apathetic Enthusiasm podcast, we have Brandon and Hello. Travis. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You guys can introduce yourselves, say some more things about we're, we're you. We're bookending the table right now. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, Travis, you can talk about you can talk about. Uh, yeah, so we do show. a weekly podcast. We mostly talk about movies, TV, uh, a lot of nerdy stuff, Occasional gaming and things like that, but uh, if you want to if you want to catch our show, we do some YouTube stuff as well. Everything's over at apatheticenthusiasm.com, so check it out. Sweet. Right. And Brandon's name is not Steve. No. By the way. True. Yeah. Uh, so my email is stevetheheeb uh, at gmail .com, which is really confusing to people who just meet me and they're like, oh hey Steve. I know. Uh, so is Steve the Heeb. Yeah, uh, Heeb, like like the uh, grocery store. Like the grocery Heeb. Thing. Are you from Texas? No, I'm from Los Angeles. Born and raised. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that grocery store is, and I live in uh, LA. No, when, when I adapted to the television. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, he, he sells um, the honey butter from um, Whataburger. The honey butter. Uh, chicken, yeah, it's really. Yeah. I, gotcha. I love Whataburgers, honey butter chicken, chicken biscuits, guys. Like anytime yeah. I get to go to Texas for a show, it's like all I eat. <laughs> it's, it's gross. <laughs> uh, we also have the lovely and talented Meredith Flacco. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Woo, 
you can read uh, my writing stylings about news and other things that I want to talk about because someone thought that was a good idea to pay me for at geek.com. Uh, I also host uh, review shows and after shows on the Young Turks, What the Flick. So you can just Google that on YouTubes and go... What the flick? Well, uh, that guy right there is the only guy that's writing it down. You're, aw, you're yeah. writing. What did you write down? Do you remember what you said? Uh, no, he's like. No, he's not. Know. He's texting he's us. Yeah, <laughs> it's his okay. wife. Don't worry. What the flick? Yeah, what the flick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great. Um, I, I get to work with uh, Ben Mankiewicz, uh, Alonzo Duraldi, William Bibiani, who are you so were such a name dropper. I know. I just because All they're these people because I, I, they are amazing people in my industry that I, I'm so. I work with Travis Menard. Uh, Shut. Uh, uh, Good. You feel like a jerk. I'm like sitting here. Literally, the fact that I get to work with my heroes that I like. The whole reason I like wanted to get like leave traditional news. What are they? Like blog heroes? What are they? No, they're just they're just they're they're movie critics that I loved reading when I worked in news. Rex Reed. Right, fine, I'm going to shove and not talk about myself those anymore. Are, those are reviewers. I don't know who you mentioned. Sorry. I worked <laughs> in the news industry for 15 years, and I quit it. And <laughs> and now I'm not going to talk about myself anymore. Scott exactly. Now we, now we just want to talk about comic books, which is what Scott Lovedell does. You're a writer. I'm going to make it an effort to try to talk about anything other than comic books on this panel. Great, fantastic, <laughs> because we didn't tell people that they were coming here to hear about comic books or anything no, like we that. No, we can talk about the life and times oh, well, of... It's, <clears throat> it's called the Cinematic Revolution. Uh, yeah. Revolution, so... so yeah. you gotta, you got to fight the... Has anyone ever made a fan film? Anybody? What was it? Why? why, why I should have guessed. <clears throat> was it Phantom? Star Wars. Star Wars. Ah. Right. And what did you play? The Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay. Did you do it for the recent Star Wars fan film contest thing that they had? Oh, okay. There was just a, there was a really recent one that I know I had a couple of friends working on stuff for, so that is why I ask. All right, so let's start off by talking about some of like the earlier comic book adaptations. What do you guys think is the biggest difference between what we saw sort of like in the 90s and evolving into what we see like now on the big screen? Like, obviously, I feel like a lot of what we're seeing now is comic book adaptations taking themselves a bit more seriously. Well, well, I'd like to st- I'd like to start that question if, yeah, if I may. No, we can, can just I? start and go down the yeah. line. Can I, can I? Jump in there, oh, oh, okay. Steve. Uh, I want I want to go a little bit earlier, and, and this it's a, it's a movie that that's near and dear to my heart. Okay. And that that's Howard the Duck. Oh man. Right? <laughs> uh, when I say near and dear, I mean, oh my God, why did I love this movie as a kid? Uh, I mean, you legitimately that, love Howard the Duck? I, when I was a kid, I'd, <laughs> okay. go, I'd go to the VHS rental place, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, which was a thing at one point. Kids, ask your parents. Uh, <laughs> it was right after Betamax, and, uh, I, and I'd always see the cover, and always wanna, I'd always want to watch it again. Um, and then I, I grew up, and I realized how wrong I was. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, that, you know we, we talk about adaptations of, of comics, and, and Howard the Duck obviously was, was one of the... Uh, I mean, there, there were some before that, but... I mean, that's the earliest one that I can recall seeing as a kid. And, uh, I mean, obviously it was a flop. Um, you know what's weird is I don't think... I'm trying to think. I don't. I could check IMDb, but I don't think that duck was in anything else after that. Was he? Did not, he do anything else after? Not, not, not until Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Crazy. Not until Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly. Yeah, he made a cameo at Guardians of the Galaxy. He, raise it to your hand. How many people saw Howard the Duck? How many saw it when, in the theater? Yeah, actually, I uh, think I was. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. My parents right. were really messed up. <laughs> Howard how many the had duck. the How many had the opportunity to see Howard the Duck and heard it was really bad and decided not to go? Anybody? Okay. You, All right. Okay. 
Uh, I, I saw Garbage Pail Kids in the theater, though. Yeah. If that, if that helps. <laughs> I think Howard was in that too. Right? Yeah, he was. He, <laughs> was. It, he, he played was, a janitor in that. Yeah, the, the picking up the garbage, garbage pail kids. Yeah. yeah. I made that up just for, <laughs> for comedic intent. Um, I refuse to answer any questions, so it's your turn. Oh, okay. Um, what what was the, the the question was I mean we were talking about Howard the Duck oh, we were talking about oh, like early in the 90s, in the 90s. Or, yeah or, nine, or earlier or well, earlier. okay so you know when when the when Singer first did the first X Men yeah. movie you know I was that's in, Brian Singer <laughs> if, if you guys didn't know it's her uh, Mr. Singer her she's really close with him so she gets to call him Singer but for the rest of us <laughs> yeah. it's Brian and Singer not to be confused Mr. with the singer. jazz singer. Or the wedding singer. Or the sewing machine. Okay. Go <laughs> I'm going to duct tape his mouth shut. I'm just going to, it's fine. We don't need to listen to him talk, right, guys? What were you talking about? Oh, uh, singer. I was talking about Brian Singer. Oh, and Brian. Okay. His, uh, in, in the first X-Men film that came out, and I was really thrilled. I was in high school. Yeah, I want to say I was in high school when that first came out. And, you know, again, as a, as a growing up reading X-Men, loving X-Men, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this, I can't believe this is actually happening, this is fantastic, and I loved it, you know, that movie was great, it was everything I wanted at the time. Um, X2, I loved X2, mainly because Nightcrawler was in it. Uh, then X3 happened, and I was like, we don't talk about that, okay? Listen, <laughs> you just kind of screwed Dark Phoenix, and that was that's my thing, that's my jam, so goodbye forever. Uh, and, you know, they, 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 it, was, it was rough, but I also loved the Batman movies growing up, you know? Yeah. Uh, the original one, obviously. Um, With Adam West? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse Batman me, Batman you're right. Well, yeah, I do love it. I mean, I actually, I yeah. do, I love that. I, I do I really love actually genu <laughs> genuinely love that one. I love when he's climbing the ladder. Yeah, and, it, and uh, the shark repellent joke. Yeah, yeah. But he has to hold yeah. it. He has to hold the shark mm -hmm. with his other leg. Yeah. If you've seen that. But I, I yeah. want to say, like, Batman Returns with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman mm -hmm. is, is mm -hmm. still one of my favorite Batman films just because I, I love it as a childhood. But the, the films that they did then versus the films that they have now, we have it's a different era, it's a different audience, there's different production values, and the studios. Every studio has their own take, and as we've seen between Fox and Sony and, and Marvel, uh, Marvel's done a great thing by letting Fe Kevin Feige uh, take, uh, you know, head in this. And I think with what DC has now announced, giving Jeff Johns uh, some partial control with the new DC films going forward, I think we're going to see uh, a lot more weight uh, and a lot more like authenticity brought to the the new DC cinematic universe. Not saying that there's been some bad stuff at all. I just think there's been, I think Zack Snyder has just done what Zack Snyder does. Uh, and you can always tell a Zack Snyder film when he makes one. And yes. I like... Huh? I, I was just agreeing. Yeah. And, and what, what I love what Marvel does is Marvel isn't making superhero films. Marvel is making genre films with superheroes. Yeah. Ant-Man was a heist film. Uh, Winter Soldier was, you know, like a, a spy 70s, thriller. Yeah, yeah, 70 spy thriller. So they always take this genre and then they put their characters in it. And that's why, for me, they've been successful. And that's why sometimes the, the Avenger movies haven't clicked with me. Because right, yeah. they're, yeah. they're just like superhero films. So... That's yeah, my thoughts. Definitely. Travis, what do you... Yeah, I was, I was going to say the, uh, the early Batman movies for me was sort of the first mm -hmm. yeah. like real big comic book movies I got into. And I love Tim Burton. I love, I love what he did with those early Batman movies. And then as they continued to keep churning them out, I think it became more about what toys they could sell mm -hmm. and like what, what money they could make as a studio with different characters and things like that. And so I think it lost a little bit more of that like authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, but then fast forward to the Christopher Nolan 
uh, Batman movies, you know, Batman Begins Dark. Again, that was then again more of like a legit movie. Yeah, yeah. That was starring, you know, Bruce Wayne and Batman and sort of that, t- retelling that story. And so those, I love how, how they kind of reset and went back to the more authentic. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't just about, okay, let's sell, you know, Joker, Bane, you know, action <laughs> figures. It was like, let's tell a, tell a really good story. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that for me, sort of the way. If the studios can let the filmmakers make good films mm-hmm. and not get in the way, then then I think they, that's good. they need to be films first and mm-hmm. superhero films second. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, I totally I've decided do. I want to answer the question. Okay. All right, cool, I got it. Um, I think what I kind of, it's, you know, like, I liked it when there was a time when you kind of had to, like, create your own superhero movies in the sense, like, like Rambo came out or, okay. you know, uh, Commando or, you know, even early Teen Wolf or somewhere you go, geez, you know, that's almost like a comic book and it was fun to, like, kind of see that. Now, I mean, like, I have to, I, I don't know if everybody else feels, or I, I can ask if anybody else feels this way, but the thing is, like, that if I see one more movie where building, like, four or five buildings turn to dust and you're, like, saying, you know, you know there's people in the building. Right. Or my favorite is, is like, they see the building, like, this is two movies now where the buildings are all falling around the people in Metropolis and then they cut to the people in Metropolis and the guy's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, would you really wait for your boss? Like, you know, buildings are falling to your left, your right. Well, I can't. <laughs> I want to leave, but Perry White says... I gotta make these copies. Oh, he said we can go now. Okay, everybody out. And yeah. it's like let's everybody out so we can run into the street where all the buildings are falling. Yeah, so no, like- I know. It's it's super interesting because I feel like especially like in some of the early animated stuff, and this is not just within the superhero world, but like in general, there was a lot of like, yes, the building collapsed, but don't worry, everyone got outside. And I thought it was interesting, and obviously a big plot point in uh, in Civil War, how that basically talking about kind of the repercussions Mm -hmm. of having these incredible powers and like that they kind of do just as much bad as good. That's like me. (laughs) So you you talk about uh, making your own superhero, right? For, for film. So uh, the director of fantastic four obviously directed Chronicle before that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, that was creating, Superheroes, but, right? But it, he directed it, but Max Landis wrote it, and Landis, sure, sure. You know, right? That's mm-hmm. very different because Landis is a huge comic book fan, and, and, and you know, that's there's a big difference. Gr- there. Grant, granted, yeah, yeah, but I'm just don't fight. <laughs> no. I mean, you'll win. I, <laughs> there, this is all just bone and fat. No, this is I'm, like Civil War, but on the panel. <laughs> yeah. This is cool. Well, no, I, I'm just saying I can argue that that that's why Frank isn't such a great director because he had great material to work with. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, bringing up the Max Landis having you know written Fantastic Four and how he is such a big comic book fan. Do you guys think that we are, that some of the reason we're seeing this shift and this real sort of love that's being put into developing these films and these TV series, do you think some of that is now that a lot of the material that people are working with are in the hands of the fans to adapt? Yeah. I mean, well, look at the Russo brothers with, when, you know, when they did no. Civil, or they did um, Winter Soldier, Winter, and now yeah. that they're doing what they did with uh, Captain America Civil War, and they're going forth with Avengers. I mean, these guys are fans, and it shows, and it, it, they honor it, and they love it. Um, it's, it's fun. I think, I think having some familiarity with yeah. the material, yeah. it helps. Well, and I think their love for the characters and, and what they want to do with the MCU, I think that is... Uh, having its repercussion, I mean, with Spider-Man, you know, they didn't have rights to Spider-Man when they started that movie, right. but it was their push 
to yeah. have him as part of that movie that eventually got those two studios to work together and now we're now we're going to get a, a full Spider-Man movie in the MCU. It, and it I, could really go either way if you think about it because you have if you get a fan who's really really hardcore fan of a material and then they direct a movie and then it they they change the ending of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if has anybody seen Watchmen? Uh, yeah. Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you get a fan like uh-huh. Scott Snyder uh, to direct a film, <clears throat> and he does it. He Did misses you say Scott Snyder. Zach Snyder. Zach Snyder. Sorry, sorry. Scott. You said Scott. Yeah, it's his, it's his illegitimate, that's well, legitimate brother, but Zach. long lost. Zach, Zach, <laughs> Zach, yeah, that's his nickname, Zach Scott Snyder. Um, uh, you guys Scott are Snyder tight, so you can call him by his middle name, right? <laughs> Scott Snyder? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Zach Snyder, right, he, uh, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a capable director, uh, but he, he, he lacks, I don't know, the, the critical eye or, or, or something to, you know, pull himself away from the fandom to make a Make a good movie, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. I, I love I love Dawn of the Dead, right? And uh, who um, uh, the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, um, James Gunn. James, James, Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Like he wrote he wrote he wrote Dawn of the Dead, right? So that's why I give that film credit. Uh, for yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. But anyways. No. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. You know, you bring up the example of Watchmen because I do think that there there is. It, it is sort of a double-edged sword where sometimes we see, like with the Russo brothers, these incredible, like, just respectful, wonderful adaptations, or like with Deadpool, with Ryan Reynolds being so on board with that project, but then you do also sometimes get the, like, I am such a fan of this that I can't, that I'm, you're almost, like, blinded by your fandom. Well, wasn't, but, but wasn't Watchmen released by Warner Brothers? Yeah. I see, I think, I think the problem is, is the, it's, it, it goes just beyond the writers, the directors, and the people working on that the film. That is true. We're looking at a studio structure in general, and so, you know, even though the Russos and, um, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds and anyone, they have their larger money people that they have yeah. to they have to answer to they have structures in place that keep everything in check and you know sometimes it does limit them as well but the i think there's a a systemic problem with warner brothers in dc right now that is having issues and i think yeah. that's something we're seeing right now with dc uh launch, relaunching or launching rebirth yeah. yeah and kind of like saying like hey guys so that whole new 52 thing uh we're sorry <laughs> Yeah. How how much of an effect do you think <laughs> Jeff Johns will have? Uh, a huge one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I um. I I've had the. I will say I've had the pleasure of talking with Jeff Johns about this, and I'm I'm very excited uh, from what he's told me. I I think you know he's got a great vision, and he's always had a great vision for where DC uh, and anywhere and in comics in general should go. And I think this is going to be a great thing for DC because they have a rich library of characters that really have made comic books. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't have Marvel without DC, as they say, but, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all the cast of the Justice League and, and going forth, you know, anywhere with DC, those characters deserve the same treatment that, the like, and the same excitement that Marvel fans have been getting. And I know some people really like what's been coming out, but I think there's more stories to be told, and I think uh, Jeff is, is the Kevin Feige that will do it for them. Yeah, I, I think the future moving forward for the DC movies is really promising. We get, we get Suicide Squad later this year, mm-hmm. and that's looking really fun. Then Batfleck is <laughs> going to be doing a standalone Batman movie, and he's, he's fully ingrained in that, so he's supposed to be directing it. I know he's working on helping to write it. Uh, I have a lot of faith in that. I really liked Batman and Batman vs. Superman, so a full... 
movie, uh, focusing on that version of the character, I'm really excited for. So I think I think moving forward, I think they're they're making adjustments. Hopefully, they won't try to cram 20 characters into one email. I mean, movie, uh, and, yeah. and you know, and and, and they'll, they'll let these things develop a little bit more as they go forward. Do, do, do you think uh, the Batfleck movie will be rated R? <laughs> the director's cut. Yeah, the director's cut. Yeah. I um, I think that if I raise your hand, if you if you feel like I do that, if I see Batman's origin one more time, you're going to start sobbing. It was you know like when, <laughs> when that opened up and it's like oh the kid walking, I was like. Is this for like the I'm two yeah. people in Romania that are like what are <laughs> that Batman? have never heard of Batman? <laughs> what is this? Why is yeah. that guy dressed as a bat? I can't, don't understand. If I see it again, yeah. I'm going to murder two people in an alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do that at home. No. How yeah. many people want to murder people in alleys? Raise your hand. Murder ah, ah, security. Where? No. Uh, no. It, it, it's an interesting point to bring up because I was just thinking about how, like, I thought I was super over Spider-Man. And then in Civil War, I loved him. But I think one of the things they did that was really smart was not retelling his origin story again. It's like we all we all already know this story. Are there any characters that it, that have you know cropped up in recent years that you know that we've seen time and time again that you've been like, I just really I don't need this anymore. Give me something new. Uh, yeah, we all, Spider-Man's a good example. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, every single time he shows up, it's like, oh, I got bit by a spider. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enough. Yeah. And, well, and, I, and I like in Civil War. Oh, okay. Not everyone has seen it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. uh, so how many people have seen Civil War? Ear, earmuffs. Yeah. Earmuffs. Uh, anyway, so uh, when when Spider-Man is introduced, he tries to start telling his origin story, and the, the person who's you know, talking to him gets ADD and kind of like it's, it's kind of like a joke about it. Like he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, what's your story, anyways? Okay, well, okay, here's a cop. Anyway, yep. let's, let's talk yeah. about yeah, your let's aunt, talk about and, and I think that's that's a play off of that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we we don't care about that. Mm -hmm. We don't care about it. We we just want to see you sling some webs. Yeah. yeah. I think the origin story for Batman and Batman vs Superman, <clears throat> excuse me, lasted about as long as the opening credits. And I think <laughs> I think that's about how much we need right now for for Batman. We've seen that origin story enough. Um, so I, I don't think another like the Batfleck movie. I think I think we're done with that. We got that out of the way, and we can just deal with the Batman as he is now. And and, and as much as the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton wasn't yeah. appreciated, like uh, I I do that like that they uh, they didn't reintroduce his origin story after the Eric Bana version. They just they just did all of his origin in the in the, the opening credits. Mm -hmm. And and so I think that's the way to do. Uh, you know, uh, one of the ways to do it, so you don't you're not rehashing these origin stories constantly. When I was a kid, I had asthma really bad, and my family I was the middle child of seven, and I used to sit in my bedroom with the air conditioner on, and I would look down and I'd see all my brothers and sisters playing football with the neighborhood kids, and, the, and <laughs> so I had this worldview of like looking at things and just you know, kind of watching it mm -hmm. and not being able to be a part of it, and so I think in a way that's kind of why I became a writer, because as a writer you tend to be observing, you spend a lot of time on your own writing, like most, like almost all the time you spend by yourself writing. Um, and so that's my origin story. <laughs> so, Quick, I want to go the through the panel and say, what, what's your origin story, Emma Pfeiffer? My origin story? Yeah. Um, well, I have vivid memories of sitting in the back of my parents' car with my brother and we were talking about anime and video games and my parents I remember my mom like turning to me being like you know you guys probably like won't like this stuff as much someday like basically be and, and she didn't mean it in a mean way at all my parents are lovely and supportive but like basically saying like 
you know, talking about these things probably isn't going to consume your life for the rest of your life, and she was wrong. <laughs> so you're into it as a rebel. You're a rebel nerd. I'm a rebel nerd. Yeah, exactly. Star exactly. Wars, yep, totally. What's your uh, origin yeah. story? Well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Not as old as some, but uh, yeah, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, and, um, you know, I... We'll just stick, we'll get right to it. So Batman, uh, the, the Tim Burton Batman, uh, I used to hang out, hang out with my uncle, who's only six years older than me at the time. And him and my older brother, same age, they, we used to play with toys, right? There was the Batman toy, and there was a Batmobile that had like a cheap plastic shield that went over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would give me, they would have the, the badass, the real cool figures, like all the G.I. Joe and the Robotech and all that. And they would, they would toss me some of the, the green army men, <laughs> and uh, I would be like, like, okay, cool, I'm attacking you. And they'd be like, no, shields, and then kick me out of the room. Uh, and so my origin is just really wanting to, to talk and, and have oh, my opinion. Oh, that's the sweetest that's origin of anybody. That's a very sweet origin. I'm going to go cry. It's because you didn't get to play with <laughs> cool <laughs> robot action figures. <laughs> Do you have an origin story? I was just birthed into existence. No. Birthed. Um, I Could you imagine you could get rebirthed every time you like did you like yeah. every couple you years get a divorce. Uh, like, I know, rebirth. right? Like no uh, previous Thursday relationships. Night, right? no, um, I uh, my father uh, had comics, but they were adult dirty comics like Fritz the Cat and Heavy Metal. Nice. So uh, I would read them. He's like, no, honey, you can't. But you know what would be really great for you is uh, the, these comics called X Men. So he took me and he bought me my very first comic is uh, Wolverine number one. Um, which came out, like, just happened to be out when we went to the comic shop, and he got me set up with um, some X-Men stuff, and we started with uh, when Jubilee was introduced. So we started... And how old were you? Yeah. I was 95, so I was... (coughs) 14? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, 13. Um, And... uh, and so he, um, and so we started with like was a 240, yeah, uncanny 242, and he bought me a bunch of single issues. Well, that wasn't in '95. No, I mean it was no, no. It was '85. Yeah, '85. Yeah, 85. so so I was a little so no, he bought me back issues. Yeah, I was I must have been eight. Oh no, it was eight or nine because it was before he moved out before they divorced. Yeah. Sorry, I'm old. <laughs> Divorce? Now it's starting to get juicy origins. Oh, oh, man, no. Yeah. That's what we've been waiting oh, for. No, he straight, he straight up, like, uh, like left my mom for mm-hmm. his secretary. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, straight up, like, traditional, like, or, you know. Have you had commitment issues ever since? <laughs> Do you have daddy issues? Oh, God, yeah. no. Oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so he got me really into comics. Um, and then I also, instead of watching, no, I, I watched the hell out of the X-Men animated series, cartoons, and dinosaurs. But I'd also watch this, um, the morning news before school. Like, I'm literally in, like, elementary school and watching, like, the local Miami news. And I'm like, I want to I be a reporter. And that's when I discovered Superman, not because of Superman, but Lois Lane. And yeah. I was in love with Lois Lane growing up. And she was the coolest character. And Superman was dumb. Uh, it was just me, because I like Lois Lane. And I also love The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Um, oh, me too. I know. And then I decided that I wanted to be a reporter. And that was that's pretty much been like my entire life. I went to college, got, a, got in the news industry. And I've always tried to find a way to marry my passion for pop culture and media with journalism. So 15 years of working in the news industry, I moved out to LA and uh, now do this professionally. And I don't, that's almost, it's awesome. The fact that we can do this professionally is so freaking awesome. That's me. No, no, yeah. no. No doubt. I love issues, it. So. You're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I could say you're wrong, but I, I think don't anybody mind. that I, I think we can all agree that anybody that mentions twice that they have no daddy issues, 
probably has major no, daddy I, issues. No, I went to therapy for that in my 20s, worked that out. Do sorry. you have a fits the cat? Like, whenever you see a cat now, you're like, oh. Oh, no, but I, 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 collect, mm. I collect a lot of uh, fits the cat comics in honor of my dad now. Mm. Is your dad still alive? No, he passed when I was 17. Oh, great. Now I feel like an idiot. Yeah, it's like, now it's getting real dark. Uh, <laughs> Travis, what about you? We don't uh, I was, out I was the bit by stories. a radioactive podcast. Oh, you were? Okay, oh. moving right along. <laughs> that was it. Really short origin story for me. That's it. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll moving get on. on. Okay, yeah. great. Wonderful. Okay, um, by raising your hands, how many people think that was a good digression on my part to move away from talking about movies to... <laughs> Talking, talking about, about our lives. Right? Who thought that was fun? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. It, it was a decent attempt. Now he's going to uh, all incorporate us into stories. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Yep. So getting, getting really into sort of ex- having these lengthy sort of character life explorations, do you guys feel that with Marvel in particular, with the introduction of like the Netflix series, that we're getting a chance to maybe explore some darker storylines that we would have not seen on TV? <laughs> no, I mean, the, like, uh, if you guys don't, did you want to, yeah, no, take, go yeah, ahead. As far as darker storylines, I think we're already there. For, yeah. I mean, if you've watched uh, either the Daredevil series, yeah. uh, Jessica, or Jessica Jones, Jones, that's, that, you know, I have to make sure my kids have gone to bed before, <laughs> yeah. before I fire those up, right? Um, so, I don't know, it's, I like that they have more freedom to explore some of that mm-hmm. darker territory, and uh, as far as getting them kind of merged in with the greater MCU, you know, they'll, they'll still make like the offhanded comments about yeah, you know, to, yeah. to refer it, but I don't know that they'll ever really like merge Integrate those together. It. And I, I think I I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with them keeping that tone mm-hmm. on Netflix and, and having that as one, you know, collection of stories and then having the greater MCU as something else. But yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was great, especially with Jessica Jones, because they went with Brian Michael Bendis's Max line, which was, you know, the, the adult 18 plus. Right. Yeah. And, and it really sets the tone and I think it, it, it gives an audience, especially the older audience, something to really, you know, sink our teeth into. And it, it deals with things that are that are scary and sometimes mm-hmm. the things especially in Jessica Jones, there are things that are more scary than supervillains. Yeah. 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 Oh for sure. Definitely. I, I think what would be an interesting experiment is to take like say a Captain America and sure. throw him on Netflix. Like what happens if you give yeah. an existing character that we, you know, see associated with movies and throw him into, you know, a thirteen hour form where you're, you know, can swear and you can do partial nudity and you can do all these things that make it feel more real. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know anybody who I, I've never seen anybody partially naked, so I don't know, but I'm just saying as an example. <laughs> but I, you assume other people in this world have. Yes, so, I assume yeah. that at some point during the day you I, <laughs> either I just, out of the shower. <laughs> I just, just want to say how proud of you I am. No judgments. Yes. You stuck with TV and movies. You, you, you stayed with it. And you, you yeah. did digress. You know what? <laughs> Round of applause. Thank you. Wait, Thank he's going to check. Well, we did get the shower scene. <laughs> yes. Don't anybody think of them in the shower because that's not the point of this, this panel. It is not. So. Okay, so, so sort of to turn it around since you were so obstinately not talking about comics, do you think... Show of hands, how many people are, are thinking of them in the shower right now? Show of hands. <laughs> Really? None of them are going to admit it, Scott. Wow. <laughs> of course, Tony Stark back there. Oh, man. Well, you, I mean, that's honesty. par for the course for Tony Stark. Actually, I have a funny uh, Tony Stark cosplayer story before I get into the question I was going to ask, which is uh, I was at a convention uh, in Los Angeles, and this little kid comes up to me. He's probably like three at the most. He is tiny, but he is dressed as Iron Man, and he comes up to me, and he goes, recognize me from anything. Aww. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. Uh, but anyway, so, and are so you guys still seeing each other? Uh, no, no, that's uh, it didn't work out <laughs> between me and me and Tiny Tony Stark. Um, now, do you think Scott specifically? Tiny Stark, that would be cute. Tiny Stark. Tiny yeah. Stark. When you tell that story again, say Tiny Stark. Tiny Stark. Stark. Okay, so you, you got, got it. Yep, that's you got adorable. it. I will. I will change my tale, okay. just for you, Scott. Yeah, now, because we are seeing, you know, a lot of adaptations of comics nowadays, both on TV and in film and on Netflix. Scott. Yes. Do you think that? I'm texting Tiny Stark. Okay. To Perfect. That, uh, to tell him about the story I just told him. I'm going to babysit. Babysitting. Great. When I get back to LA. Uh, Super. His parents but, don't need a phone. He doesn't need a phone. Yeah. He's too young. But do you guys feel that because, you know, there now when comics are being created, there is always sort of this thought in your head of this could eventually end up on screen. Do you think that that is influencing the kind of stuff that people are putting into comics? I mean, certainly there are high concepts. You, you know, you come up with, like I did a comic book called Ball and Chain which is a romantic comedy about a couple that's just about to get a divorce, and then they get superpowers that only work when they're together. Mm -hmm. So they have to stay together for the sake of the planet. Ah. So when I wrote it back in 92, like I, I, I kind of think like in today's marketplace with image and stuff, it would have been, it could have been accepted. Right. But I was coming off the X-Men, and what I realized at the time that was that I was pretty much the only person that wanted to see a romantic comedy about a divorced superhero couple. You know, it sold like 5,000 copies. And, and even now, today, by today's standards, 5,000 copies would be a hit, you know, in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, for uh, an independent book, but for, uh, for a DC uh, wild storm book at the time. So the thing is, is that you do, um, I mean, like, did I think that it would make a great movie? Yes, and yeah. it's been actually optioned almost every year for the last... 14 years, the, it's mm. never been not optioned as a movie or a TV show, and it's been, it was shot as a pilot and everything else. So, um, but I think that's probably true of any, you know, like, I mean, maybe somebody's sitting around going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create something that is so uninteresting that no one will mm -hmm. want to read it, uh, or maybe they'll want to read it, but they will not. I wanna create something that, that no one will ever wanna see as a t TV. Or a movie. No one, I don't think anyone's ever done right. that. I, I, I want to ask a question. Uh, so of me or of the audience? Uh, every, anybody. Anybody. Anybody wants Everyone. to Everyone. Everybody. <laughs> You're uh, all involved. So, so Watchmen for a long time was 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 said that you couldn't make a movie out of it, right? You, uh, that was the question. No, 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 no. It's it's introduction. Okay. It's 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 a three part it introduction. Was a when you say right, though, that's usually question mark. <laughs> I'm so I'm so confused right now. He's a are you the Riddler? Are you the Riddler? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talk. Just. Uh, talk. So, anyways, are there any are there any comic properties out there right now that would you you would consider unfilmable? Like unproducible. Fritz the Cat. Oh come on! I think there was an animated. <laughs> the, Actually, the there was an animated. Fritz I'm sure there was. Yeah, his name is Felix. Anybody? And if you don't have an answer to that question, that's fine. But you have a question, you guys can come on down. I'm gonna hop down here and and get. Uh, well, I would, but I can't. Do you have cars for everyone? I wish. Yeah, look under your seats, guys. Right now. Yeah, come on up. I'm gonna stand here, and anyone who has questions, you can you can just join us up here. You're, okay, what's your answer? He doesn't have a question, he has an answer. Oh, what's well, it's sort of an answer question. So, <clears throat> Fantastic Four has been tried many times, and you are a professional writer, so my question to you would have been, if someone said, hey, you wanna try this? 
a new movie and I bought Fantastic oh, Four yeah. again. To try the Fantastic Four? Yeah. Would yeah, would you want to adapt it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate to say that, you know, like... Very good question. Yeah, I, I would love to try to adapt the Fantastic mm -hmm. Four. I actually got to write the Fantastic Four for the shortest run ever on the book. <laughs> I did three issues. And even if I had done four, that would have been... Yeah. Fantastic, but I didn't. I only did three. <laughs> and but I, I think it's. I mean, I hate to say it's one of those things that to me feels so easy, and they just don't do it. You know, like you know, it should feel like a buddy comedy between you know, uh, um, thing and friends, Human Torch. Yeah, it should be a little romantic element. But I mean, like the first time Jessica Alba was not. You know, I mean, she's very lovely, but I didn't get the sense that. Mm -mm. She had any chemistry with Reed. No, and, yeah, I you know, agree. Michael Chiklis and Chris Evans, and then this one was pretty much just zapped <laughs> of all, uh, you know, of both chemistry mm -hmm. and uh, any sense of fun. And yeah. Like, I don't know how you do Fantastic Four and not make it, like, the funnest Yeah. Movie. No, I agree. Yeah, the new one, it was like, it was more fun before they got superpowers. Actually, Meredith. We already have the best Fantastic Four movie. It's called The Incredibles. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, you're absolutely right. Like, I feel like, like, Incredibles captured... Yeah. Like, Fantastic Four is fun. What's everybody doing? <laughs> this should be foolproof. <laughs> Any questions, guys? Feel free to uh, raise your hands. Come on down. Thank you, sir, for your Yeah, that was a very good question. Yeah. Somebody has a question. It yes. Was kind of an, he was right, though. It was kind of an answer question. It was an answer question. Yeah. It was really good. Come on down. If anybody loves Hawkeye, please come to the front of the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah she is. She's Kate Bishop. She's, she is the Are you cosplaying as yourself? That's yes. so cool. Uh, yeah, I know. Really. Uh, you kind of look like Kristen Ritter if she was in Hawkeye, the TV she, series. Yeah, she kind of yeah. does. Well, yeah. Kate, Kate, yeah, Kate, Turn around so they can Kate see Bishop how much you look. Kate Bishop does look a little bit like Kristen right? Ritter. Kristen Ritter. I, yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. All I want is a new <laughs> Avengers show, guys. That's all I want. <laughs> What's your question? Um, my question was going to be, if you were contacted by Netflix and say, okay, you've got a full season of uh, 13 episodes to um, bring to life any, current, any of the current comic book storylines, uh, what characters would you pick and what storyline would you go with? Wow, that is a great question. That you know, is an Emma? excellent question. Emma? What? You might want to write that question down. For I will. I'll write yeah, that one down for the future. I know that is that's a really good one. I made a mental note. I would say hands down. I would do uh, Tiny Stark. <laughs> so he nailed it. Where he goes to L.A. and he meets a, a hot, attractive woman who never, <laughs> never showers. And uh, <laughs> no, I mean that's a good question. No, it is. I wouldn't mind taking a stab at Generation X, which Ooh, is a mm. series that I did in the 90s. How many people read Generation X at the time? Okay, cool. Everybody else, uh, it was really good. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I'm sure somebody's selling trades of it at Jayco booth. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Still yeah, so I mean, it was just a fun, it was a new take on uh, the New Mutants, and it's also kind of a new take on every version of the New Mutants that have, has come since. Like, when we did Generation X, we thought that we were just going to get ripped off the way the X-Men got ripped off, but nobody ever ripped us off. They just, you know, right. as soon as we left, they went back to, you know, the Where New Mutants won. thing. So yeah. it was kind of interesting. But I would, I would do that. I would love to try to take a swing at uh, teenage superheroes. Yes. Have, uh, have you seen Apocalypse yet, by the way? No, I have not. Okay. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't. I was Has anyone seen the movie? It's uh, not Pop out yet, <laughs> but I just figured you would have been invited yeah. to a screening. Yet. No, no. Uh, DC, uh, DC has invited me to screenings, but Marvel 
has not invited me to screenings. But I will tell you a funny story. Uh, DC called me up for the, fir uh, the first Superman movie. I was writing Superman at the time. Mm -hmm. And they said, Scott, we would love for you to come out and see the Superman, you know, uh, Man of Steel. And I was living in LA. And the screening was in New York. And I said, uh, sure, that'd be fun. They said, okay, well, we can't uh, fly you out and we can't put you up. <laughs> So I said, so you're asking me if I want to spend $700 to see a movie? And said, no, yes. And I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. But I got to, uh, I got to um, hang out with uh, Amy Adams, so that was fun. Cool. Oh, nice. And when I say hung out, I mean, she was like, I'm, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amy, Amy. <laughs> In fact, I'll just tell you one other funny story, if I may. Sorry. That's a really good name drop right there. So. Yeah, that's a great name dropper. Okay, so this is what it, this is what an idiot I am. So this is why you can see that my name dropping means nothing. Um, I had meetings all day because I was like, okay, I'm in LA, so I'm going to take meetings. And then I was like, oh my god, it's like 15 minutes. I got to run over to the screening. And then beforehand, they had a, a bar thing, um, you know, where you have drinks with the people. So like I ran into this like Ross place and I grabbed the shirt and they, I, I grabbed the uh, suit and I grabbed the shirt and the woman was like said you can't try on that shirt because it's in a plastic bag you have to uh, you, let me measure your neck and we'll measure my neck and so she's like you you have a 16 or whatever it is um, 16 is that a good neck size. I feel like Trump suddenly 16 is a good neck size. <laughs> um, so I get in there and I run and throughout the whole night everybody, you know, I had my hair was good, I had a suit, I had a, a shirt and tie and everybody's like, oh my God, Scott, you look really good tonight. You really cleaned up. <laughs> you just look amazing. And I had pictures with, you know, Superman and uh, the Michael Sh Zod and Amy Adams and I did. I looked really amazing that night. Mm -hmm. But what no one knew was that when I got to the hotel room, I couldn't get the shirt buttoned. It was the wrong size. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, so what do you do? So I ripped the back of the shirt up. Oh, no. And then it sat perfectly. And right, and then you just kept your jacket on all night. Yep. Oh, and I like, uh, good solution, good solution. And so here I am, like, with Amy Adams with the whole back of my, like, just, like hulking, just hulking yep. out. Yep. Yep. Wow. So. Uh, do you guys have any uh, answers for who you would want to uh, have a Netflix adaptation of? You, you, go yeah. ahead, Travis. Is anybody reading Old Man Logan right now? No, the Old Man Logan series. The, the yeah, I, yeah, I want to see those. that okay. on screen so nice. bad right nice. now. And, and who'd, I, you, who'd you make Old Man Logan? Well, at, at this point, Hugh Jackman. Could <laughs> well, he's getting old enough. Hey, you know, I like him. Yeah, Brandon. Uh, my my first thought is uh, just because I read it recently was was Grizzly Shark, but um, you know, uh, like Brian uh, Vaughn's saga. That oh, yeah. Really good. yeah. Um, that's that's the one that that pops into my head. Is that a Marvel thing though? She was talking Netflix. So. Uh, well, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's go to Kate. Kate, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Does it count? Any any series or specifically has to be Marvel? Does it have to be Marvel? Anything. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Punish. Punish. Totally. Saga. Yeah. Did you say yours? Awesome. Oh, okay. If it's going to be Marvel, I mean, I, well, no, I, mm. I think, I think new, uh, new Avengers mm. could work for not Netflix, but for going like darker, I don't like, honestly, I really like Wicked and Divine. It's an image, uh, mm -hmm. comic, but it's, it really would work. But Marvel wise, man, I, I would love them to bring that Hellfire show they're talking about, not put it on network and put it on Netflix because yeah. if we're doing a cool Hellfire club show, 
I, I want to see some crazy stuff happen that's not going to happen on network television. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest with what that show's really about. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the other one, uh, Paper yeah. Girls, too. Uh, I, yeah. I'd like to see Paper yeah. Girls. Yeah. What about you, Emma? Me? I mean, I, I don't know about Netflix. I would really like to, I don't think it would be Netflix. I think it would be, except that I don't think it would get the numbers that ABC would want, but I would love to see a Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know? Well, Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, new Ms. Marvel. Because uh-huh. she's like a superhero fangirl, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Hold on to that, Emma. Okay. Just hold on to that. All right. All right. I'm holding on. I have I'm holding on to that in my brain. I, I actually okay. have to leave because I uh, am going to... I was going to say, yeah, we, yeah. Do, uh, we do actually yeah. have to uh, wrap things up here. Wait, wait. I'm just curious. What, who would you like to see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have an answer to your own question. Hawkeye. No, I... Yeah. It's, yeah. It should be obvious. Yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like it. Hands down. That, that Matt Fraction made Hawkeye lovable. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I yeah. think you're a genius, and you should be in charge of a network. <laughs> <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, coming today. If you guys have any more questions and you want to see Scott, Scott, on the floor, where can we find you? Uh, I'm trying to drive traffic to your booth. I'm going to be uh, stalking Emma for the whole rest of the day. Super. I'm not going to sign any more books. Mm-hmm. I'll just be stalking Emma. So you, you need okay, your, for that blonde pink hair. You need your tiny Stark costume. Yeah. I mean, my tiny, tiny Stark. Star. Yep. Uh, Meredith, since we got to let you go, we're you again. Uh, what? Did what did he say to you again? What was his opening line? Oh, recognize me from anything? Okay. It was really cute. <laughs> Meredith, where can the people find you? you? Can find me on the main stage, hanging out with Chris Claremont. It's going to be kind of awesome. We're going to be talking uh, all things X-Men with Chris. Show of hands, how many people think Meredith was the uh, name... Uh, most name dropper. No, oh my God! Show of hands. Who many? Pe- how many people think she name dropped a lot? Okay. How many people think I name dropped a lot? Okay. <laughs> we don't know anybody. So, so awesome. Sorry if I mention names of my friends. Yeah. And Brandon and Travis, where can people keep up with you? Find out what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. We're at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Go right now on your phone. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thanks, guys. And that was it. That was our our first ever in front of a live audience uh, panel that that we've done. Yeah. You know, I thought I was going to be more nervous when I when I got up in front of everybody. Uh, But it's the whole thing from like old school where uh, Will Ferrell gets up in front of of the, the people and he does a speech and he's like, oh, he's spouting stuff, and he s- sounds so intelligent. And then they're like, "Holy crap, that that was amazing!" He's like, "Ah, oh, I blacked out. I blacked <laughs> how out. Was it? How was, was it? it okay? <laughs> Did I do oh. okay?" Yeah, uh, and and that's that's kind of how it is, right? I, I looked over at you right at the beginning of the the panel, and I I, you, I saw when your hands. And I was I was watching you because you're not you don't usually get up in front of people. Typically not, even no. for like you know I do Toastmasters, and that makes me nervous. Uh, but so I saw you shake a little bit, but then as it like went on, I was like, oh, he's, he's got this. Yeah. I think, I think I was also, I didn't eat breakfast that day. <laughs> so oh, it was all the coffee. It was maybe just a little bit of caffeine shakes. But... I had to poop. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, um, but I it was fun. Earlier. No, I, I expected to be actually a lot more nervous, but then when we sat down in front of a microphone and started talking about comics and movies, yeah, it's, it just brought me right back to the garage. <laughs> it was just right there. Yeah. It, it's the, it's the mic, right? The mic kind of 
kind of gives you a little bit of confidence. It's that it's that it's that artificial barrier between <laughs> between my real voice and, and their ears. Uh, no, I had I had fun. It was it was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something I would be interested in doing again. Yeah. Definitely. Um. But yeah, and so I don't know. It's 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 give it's given me the confidence that I could do something like that. Uh, for for Honolulu, uh, that's coming up here. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in uh, September, August, July. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, since pre- moved. It's, so good luck with that. It's Hope going, everything goes well. For it's you. coming pretty soon. But I, you know, I'm going to have my own panel uh, podcast for podcasting, right? Talking about this and talking about S4YA, uh, and so it gives me that confidence to be like, okay, cool, I can get up there. Like I can do that. Yeah. Uh, and everybody in the audience, to their credit, they're they're super friendly. They're all they're all fans, right? I know. I know you can't tell from the audio recording, but uh, there were quite a few people in there. And they didn't all get up and leave when we started talking. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, all right, cool. They're actually sticking around and listening to what uh, that, the, co- the conversation that, is actually. That, that helped a lot. And I, and I think, you know, uh, be, at the very beginning, uh, before Emma showed up and before Scott showed up, and we were establishing a little bit of rapport with the audience, right? Yeah. Just just the three of us. I, I think that that helped kind of settle us into it as yeah. well. Because yeah. we started with, like, the Punisher talk and all that. that yeah, stuff. yeah. Uh, well, well, hopefully uh, you made it through that entire panel uh, here on the podcast and you enjoyed it. Um, and we'd like to hear your thoughts. If you have additional questions on just uh, general comics and cinema or things like that, and you want to know our opinions, definitely hit us up on social media. You can uh, find all of our links over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, and yeah, let's... let's uh, Let's do another one. Let, yeah, let's let's do it. The next time we're in the same place. <laughs> uh, and, and more importantly, well, not more importantly, but also importantly, uh, all the extra content we have, uh, we have we have a bunch of interviews coming out. Uh, you have some video from me at uh, Claremont stuff. I don't yeah, know. There's how, a little bit of video. I don't know how Claremont well that panel. we'll we'll see how much of that we can get out. Uh, but we'll, we'll throw some teasers out or, or yeah. at least some images and stuff Ab- like that. Absolutely. So. Good, good stuff. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, please head over to iTunes, rate the show. It really helps other people find it. Uh, and, and, and if you've already rated it, or even if you haven't, uh, if you're enjoying it, tell somebody you know about it. Share share the apathetic enthusiasm share, love. Share and share with like. With those that you love. <laughs> uh, next week. I don't, are, I don't know what we're doing we, next week. Are we, are we going to try and talk about X-Men Apocalypse? Maybe. Are we even going to be able to see it? Are we going to be allowed to see it? <laughs> are, we, are we are we stuck in our houses forever? Who uh, knows? Lobdell's going to keep us out of the, <laughs> the, the film. All right. Well, surprise episode next week. Maybe we'll talk about X-Men. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, but until then, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And we will see you next time. Toodly do. <laughs> 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 In the Pale of When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.